Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here as we continue to read through Joshua. And this podcast is about encouraging you to be reading God's Word, be in God's Word, listening to it every day, often every day if possible. That there is there is great benefit to reading God's Word. <clears throat> and so this has led me to actually starting to read through uh, full books of the Bible. And I think back in the day, I did kind of a flyover of Proverbs. I think I did a flyover of some of the Psalms. I did Hebrews, the New Testament book of Hebrews. And now I have done uh, four out of the five first books of the Bible with a flyover of numbers. And just finished up Deuteronomy, and now we're in Joshua. So we're just continuing on. So we're in Joshua chapter 6. It is the seventh day of them marching around the city of Jericho, let's see how this goes. Verse 15, chapter 6 of Joshua. On the seventh day, they rose early at the dawn of day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priest had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab and the prost- Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall live, because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But you, keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction, lest when you have devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing of destruction and bring trouble upon it. But all silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasure, treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down flat. So the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. Then they devoted all in the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old oxen, sheep, and donkeys with the edge of the sword. But to the two men who had spied out the land, Joshua said, Go into the prostitute's house and bring out from there the woman and all who belonged to her, as you swore to her. So the young men went, who had been spies, went and brought out Rahab and her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her. And they brought all her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel. And they burned the city with fire and everything in it, only the silver and the gold and the vessels of bronze and of iron. They put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But Rahab the prostitute and her father's household and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day because she had hid the messengers from Joshua, whom Joshua sent to spy on Jericho. Joshua laid an oath on them at that time, saying, Cursed be for the Lord, be the man who rises up and rebuilds the city of Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn shall he be laid, shall he lay his foundations, and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up his gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in the land. All right, so that gets through the end of chapter 6. Jericho is taken. And just a couple of quick observations here. Um, first of all, 
terminology, right? These things are holy to the Lord. Well, holy means set apart. So God's not saying that gold and silver and iron are are holier or purer. They're just being set aside because they can be useful and have a value. So they're going to take all those, all the people, all the things with a heartbeat are being destroyed. And then, of course, the city is destroyed. And then there's a curse should anybody rebuild it. And archaeologists do say that it was rebuilt. And I'll do a, I might do a little study to see what it did cost to rebuild Jericho. Because I know Jericho was rebuilt a couple times. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the details. But anyway, uh, so they destroyed Jericho. Rahab, the prostitute, and her whole family is saved. So these spies who went in. Uh, now have another mission, a rescue mission, and they go in and they're able and they're successful in rescuing uh, Rahab. And of course, that's going to happen after the falls, the walls fall down, and her house was, of course, in the wall. So, just thinking of the miracle of everything falling apart except for Rahab's house and God preserving her and her family until the spies get there to um, escort them out so that they are not butchered um, because that's what is happening. Everybody is being being butchered. And so some people might say, well, look at this. God is very violent. God having his people be very violent in this. But let's remember that that in, there is a the people know of the greatness of God and they and they are in fear. They said their hearts were melting. And they've probably been that way for 40 years because they know in the sight of a holy God, they de- they deserve to be destroyed. <clears throat> so that's hard for us to think that all the way through, but that was very much how it would have been back then. And that is what happens uh, happens to these people when the Israelites obey the Lord and do it the way God tells them to do it. So a couple of other things to, to recognize here is um, they were obedient. Uh, they start early in the morning. They had started early in the morning every day, so that nothing changed on the seventh day except that they now are marching around seven times. And it seems that they may have been marching around seven times quietly without the horns blasting like they did the first six days. And and then only at the end of the seventh time does the horns, are the horns, the ram's horns blown, and then everybody shouts. So <clears throat> depending on how you really break down the Hebrew, that seems to be what it's saying here in our English translation. But all of this to say that how are we starting our day, how we're recognizing who um, <clears throat> who God is. And he is the Holy One of Israel. And he is not, uh, he does not find joy in injustice. He does not find joy in... Um, and bad people doing bad things. And so we all deserve hell. If God was, if God were not merciful, we should all be burning in hell. And so if he were fair, we'd all be burning in hell, but he is merciful and has mercy on his. And so we need to thank the Lord for his mercy on our lives and and cry out that he would have mercy on others, that we would be able to speak into their lives and bring them to the place where they accept the Lord. I was thinking 
today about some people who might be <clears throat> offended if I were to call him a him when he wants to be a her or they. And I was thinking that <clears throat> so it offends you if I were it it's a it's a like a spike to your heart if I call you him. And I said, well what about the creator of the universe who created you a him? Don't you think you're putting a spike to his heart? To which they would say, well, I don't believe in God. Oh, so if you don't believe in God, then you don't have to do as God wishes, right? And they would say, that's right. Well, okay, well, I don't believe in what you're doing either. Uh, so I, why, why do I have to call you they, her? I will call you him, he, because I know I believe in God. And even though you don't, it's offensive to him and to me that you want to be that way. And I know that you say it's offensive for me to say that to you. But we're both being offensive to each other. And I think that is fair play. Where what you're asking for is unfair play. And you are spitting in the face of God. I am not. Just a thought I had today. Don't know if that's even really healthy, but <clears throat> that's where I'm at this morning. God bless you guys. Have a good day. We'll talk to you soon.